the unique New York. Unique New York. The Human Torch was denied a bank loan. The Human Torch was denied a bank loan. Oh, we're ready. Episode one of the Let's Talk Turtle podcast, one of very, very few podcasts out there centered on our Colonian friends. I want to say hello. This is Ryan and Rebecca, and we want to say thank you for listening. Please consider subscribing to the Let's Talk Turtle podcast found on uh, all your favorite platforms. Yes, do that. (laughs) So yeah, I think we like to start each podcast off with something positive or interesting about our shelled friends. And today we would like to share a news article from Northern Iowa from the Globe Gazette. There is a group of boys in North Iowa that really like turtles and have done a whole lot to help our friends in their plight of crossing a road. So Keegan Hoover, Blake Meyer, Cole Meyer, Zacacious Moe, and Kaysen Wenzel like turtles so much that they decided to dedicate their summer to helping them. They had noticed that on a particular road where they lived, there were flattened turtles everywhere, and they thought it was super sad, which it is. So these awesome boys who range in age from 8 to 10 all got together and decided to help them cross the road. Yeah, it was pretty amazing on these kids. They took the initiative to go ahead and start helping some of this wildlife. And what's interesting is there are signs along this road, both for them and Canada geese. Apparently, it's a (laughs) road that this happens on quite frequently because a lot of people just aren't looking out for turtles. Yeah, well, you know, you see a turtle and you're like, is that a rock or a stick? It's not like a goose. Like you see that and you're like, oh, goose. True, true. Personally, I always assume I suffer from like that herper's vision mm. where anything could be anything. Yeah. Uh, any Or anything could be a reptile of some kind or a frog. Or, sure. Yeah. I tend to swerve, but that's probably not always the best idea. Yeah, I just try not to hit it because, yeah. you know, you just shouldn't. But these boys, they did something awesome. Yeah, they took so much time out mm. of their summer and just sat there and helped turtles cross the road, I'm sure with the uh, aid of their parents and whatnot and adults. But the fun part was that they didn't have to do this. These are the young kids that are part of the future of the nation, and it's really heartwarming to see something like this happen where they are dedicating their time to go ahead and do this. And they have helped at least 200 turtles, according to them, which is pretty awesome. And most of them seem to be babies that they've been helping across. So That's really incredible. Yeah, it is incredible. Kudos to them. Yeah, way uh, to go, boys. And now, let's Let's talk talk turtles. turtles. In our teaser, if you listen to that, this podcast is meant to be kind of an an introduction to some information. So we thought that the first episode should maybe highlight some of the characteristics of what is a turtle. It's probably a good idea. Yeah, let's talk about what it is before we start getting to any kind of depth with it, so... Rebecca, you want to? Is there something about a turtle that is unique in your mind to other reptiles or animals? I think the first thing that usually comes to mind is that it has a shell, right? They do. In fact, they are the only vertebrates with a complete shell. That's pretty cool. So they're really well protected, I guess. Yeah, 
in more ways than more ways than one really the shell is really made up of of three parts mm-hmm. the carapace the which is the top the top so the dome of it the dome yep yeah Although not all turtles have a domed, I oh. think you can see. Pan- oh, that's true. Pancake tortoises, soft shell yeah. turtles, but yes, it is. It is the top. The top. The dorsum, if you will. Gotcha. There is the plastron, which is the bottom. Mm-hmm. So that's the side that gets the dirtiest. Yeah, I would guess. Yeah, I would guess. Although it has, uh, I've seen less algae on the plastron than I have of carapace. But well, that's true. There's not a whole lot of sun usually that gets to the bottom of a turtle. I guess not. Yeah. I guess they don't swim upside down too much. That would be cool to see, though. It would be very... I, I would wonder where my mind was at <laughs> if there were upside-down swimming turtles. I would probably think, oh, I must be upside-down. Or that they were dead and just floating along. Well, that's a sad thought. We're not going to think about that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> There's a bridge as well, which is what connects the carapace to the plastron. What's the bridge it, made out of? It's, it's bony, oh. uh, covered with, like, scutes. Okay. Which are like a horn-like material uh, made out of keratin most of the time, gotcha. like our fingernails and whatnot. I feel like the shells are what gives turtles all of their beautifulness. Their uniqueness, their beauty, their... Their beauty. Their yep. superpowers. Yes. Superpowers. Absolutely. Okay, so I think it's pretty safe to say that all turtles have shells, and that is your... Number one characteristic that's going to tell you that you're looking at a turtle, but what are some other characteristics of turtles that we can tell our, our listeners? Well, I'm pretty sure that they have to use the sun's power to get warm. They can't yes, do they it on do. their own, right? That is true. They are ectothermic mm-hmm. or cold-blooded or however you want to call it. They do have to use their environment to change their body temperatures. Well, with the exception... There is an exception. Of course. There's always an exception to yeah. the rule. Yeah. Dermichelis, the um, leatherback sea turtle, mm-hmm. is known to maintain a constant body temperature. Really? Yes. And it lives in cooler waters than a lot of other uh, sea turtles. That's interesting. Do you know what its body temperature is? No. Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> but that is an interesting fact. So it is. Uh, I think it's worth mentioning. Yeah. Similar to white sharks, I know it's a turtle podcast, but white sharks, great whites, they maintain a very stable body temperature as well. Hmm. Pretty neat, huh? That is cool. Being ectothermic is nice, but it also has its challenges. The nice thing is they're not using a ton of energy to maintain that body temperature. You know, as humans, we are warm-blooded, and the vast majority of the energy that we intake goes to maintaining that body temperature. Well, turtles don't really have to do that. So they don't have to eat as often as we do, eat as much as we do. They can really kind of take it easy. That would be nice. I don't know. I like to eat, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) But they do have to do something. They do have to use energy to find a way to increase or decrease their body temperature. And they do some of these things by basking. Basking is when I think a lot of people see that. If you go by any river system in the eastern and southern United States, you're probably going to see some turtles basking out on some logs. There's a number of reasons they do this, but right now we're talking about raising their body temperatures. That's soaking in a lot of that ultraviolet radiation. So it's kind of like sunbathing for turtles. It's exactly what it is. It's sunbathing. Yeah. Yep, they typically do this to raise their body temperature because all these guys have like an optimal body temperature that they try to reach. And that's usually, they're using the sun is 
pretty much the primary source of heat that you can find in nature. Um, and if they want to raise their body temperature, they probably want to lower it at some point too, right? Right, because the sun doesn't say, hey, what's your optimal body temperature? Here's your warmth. They it would just be nice, do though, well, that's the what, sun did that for them. It would, but the sun doesn't. So mm-hmm. we have to do it ourselves. That's right. the whole point. Is That's a lot of energy. So they have to reduce their body temperatures at some point. And to do that, they like to well hide in substrate like berry or burrow or just diving into the water can lower their temperature, things like that. If they get a little too high, they can do that. It's also something they do in the wintertime. A lot of turtles will brumate or hibernate, lower their body temperature, lower their, lower their metabolic needs so that they can withstand a long time without doing much. So in the wintertime, if they're brumating, do they need to still use the sun to warm up or do they just keep themselves at a low temperature? Depends on the turtle species, but a lot around here, a lot of them just, they don't use the sun. A lot of them just stay underwater for a while. We have spotted turtles in Ohio and painted turtles. And uh, interestingly enough, you say that, but you know, we say warm up your body, warm up their bodies, but it may not be as warm as we think. It may not be, you know, oh, I need to get to 80 degrees. For instance, spotted turtles have been seen active year round in Ohio, except for December. Spotted turtles have been spotted under ice and being active that's pretty incredible what the joke or that they're not the joke but that they're active (laughs) under the ice because do they need little ice holes to pop their heads up well that's a fun thing too uh no not necessarily they actually most turtles aquatic turtles uh have a highly vascularized cloaca which is kind of the all-purpose opening Mm -hmm. in the backside of a turtle Mm -hmm. and that highly vascularized area allows for a lot of oxygen exchange a lot of gas exchange so turtles can breathe through their butt (laughs) that is special not all turtles. I painted turtles utilize some sort of anaerobic respiration, which uh, I recently read about in the new Reptiles of Ohio book by the Ohio Biological Survey. Highly recommend that book. But yeah, I couldn't go into much more detail on that. But they use anaerobic respiration interesting. during the winter. That That is incredibly interesting. Mm-hmm. Are there other ways that turtles can warm their bodies up without using the sun? That's a good question. Are What other ways do turtles raise their body temperature? I think just moving sometimes. Muscle contractions mm-hmm. actually generate heat in, in, I'm pretty sure, most vertebrates. If they're moving, they're probably generating some small bit of heat. They're also using energy to do that. So I guess you could say that eating could contribute to warming them up because mm-hmm. they're out finding something. And then they're, they're consuming that. And then their body is metabolizing that. And it's using energy, producing small amounts of heat at least. So yeah, you could say that. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, and most turtles are actually omnivorous. So they like the plants and the bugs. Yeah, they like everything. Yeah. Even turtles that are herbivorous, grassland tortoise, Galapagos tortoises, Aldabras, they have been known to utilize protein when available. There are Through a personal communication, I know that Aldabra tortoises have been known to raise their bodies up. Now, Aldabra tortoises, let me give you a background, are... Uh, the second largest species of tortoise. The males weighing over 500 pounds pretty easily. So giants. Those, those are big. Yeah. Yeah. So they have been known to raise their shell up and remain fairly still until a bird or small mammal or something goes underneath them and then lower themselves rather quickly to then smash that animal. Wow. Smash it flat. Yeah. And then eat it. <laughs> 
What a way to go. Yeah. <laughs> what a way to go. So note to self, if you ever see an Aldabra tortoise and it looks very high up, don't crawl underneath it because it probably wants to eat you. Yeah, I feel like you probably shouldn't spend much time underneath a tortoise. Yeah, you're probably right. But even personally, at the zoo I work at, Cincinnati Zoo, I have found solid bones in their stools. So they have definitely, and we don't feed them anything solid. I have found half-eaten small baby possums mm. in the yard that was definitely mangled by a... Well, that possum probably had it coming. They are mean little things. Possums? Yeah. Possums are mean. What? Yeah. You've never had an encounter with one, have you? I have. They usually just hiss at me and then fall over. Oh my gosh. I tried to save a possum once and it like darn near attacked me. Huh. Well, it sounded like it didn't need saving. <laughs> true. <laughs> no, I find but possum are cute and possum are awesome. Oh, that really works, doesn't it? Possum are awesome. Yeah. I do like their tails, their prehensile tails. Yeah, they are, are cool and beneficial for sure. Sometimes they're mean, but they yeah, or they, they probably prob- think that big primate is coming to eat them. Yeah, they probably weren't thrilled about me. Yeah. But yeah, I have found that and definitely mangled up by a tortoise. Nice. So I think the general takeaway here is that many turtles and tortoises eat a lot of everything. They do have specialized diets, but sometimes that diet is specialized because that's been the easiest thing for that turtle to do and achieve over millions of years. But they're not going to turn down something that's rich in calories and protein if it's available. That's probably smart. Yeah, survival tactic. Mm-hmm. Do you know why turtles eat? Are they hungry? Yeah, usually. Yeah. That's usually why I eat. Also boredom. Yeah. Maybe because they want to make new turtles? Yeah. My brain thinks that uh, most turtles and tortoises eat because they would like to grow mm-hmm. and be adult tortoises at some point. The faster tortoises grow, the less likely they are to be predated upon, usually. Baby turtles are fairly fairly easy for predators to uh, snap up. Once they get to adulthood, there's usually only a couple things on a turtle or tortoise's mind. And there's eating, there's escaping predation, and then there's making more turtles and tortoises. All the turtles that we have here, and from this point forward, I'm just going to say turtles, and that includes like turtles and tortoises. Turtles and tortoises gets cumbersome to say over and over. It does. It's a lot of T's. Yeah, and orts and erts and... Anyways, all the turtles that we have living with us lay eggs. Now, is that something all turtles do? In my limited experience with turtles, I think that, yes, they all lay eggs. Some of them are hard ones, hard eggs, hard shells, and I think some of them can be softer. Yeah, now that you mention it. Soft eggs, soft shells, but I believe they all lay eggs. That's cool. And I'm reading here that, did you know that when they lay those eggs, the temperature at which they are incubated at decides whether they're going to be boys or girls? Actually, I did know that. It's called temperature-dependent sex determination. Wow, that's a mouthful. It is. Can it be shortened? Is there like an acronym for that? I think it's just TSD. Ah. Yeah, that's a lot easier. Yeah, that's a lot less. So TSD. Again, that just means that depending on what temperature the embryos are incubated at inside those eggs, that will determine whether they hatch out as males or females. So interesting. It is interesting. And one of the other things that I find really interesting about turtles and eggs is that there are some species that will guard the eggs. 
Yeah, there are. Minoria is the genus, which are things like Asian brown mountain tortoises and impressed tortoises, anything in that genus of, of turtle and tortoise. And one other neat thing about Minoria is that they actually build nests on top of the ground. So they build these, they, they pull all this leaf litter together in these fairly extravagantly large nests, lay their eggs in it, and then, yes, they guard them. That's cool. And is it the female that does all the work? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. So as good is, job, ladies. As is typical, yes, <laughs> the female does all the work. Mm-hmm. Most turtles actually dig holes and lay their eggs in it and cover it up incredibly well, actually. It's almost impossible to see where a turtle laid it. Actually, it is impossible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just have to kind of dig around sometimes. That if is I think, true. Yeah. You just dig around and look for eggs. Yeah. And then they just wander away, right? They don't stay there and wait for the little turtles to hatch out. Well, box turtles certainly don't. Yeah. They just crawl away. Yeah. (laughs) Good luck, kids. Yeah. (laughs) Now that we've learned a little bit about the physical characteristics of turtles and tortoises, let's talk about some numbers. Do you know how many different species of turtles and tortoises there are? There are approximately 356 species of turtles in 14 different families. That's a lot of turtles. Not enough. Not enough. That's how I <laughs> that's how I feel. I didn't realize there were so many though, honestly. Well, it's interesting that 356 seems like a large number and on its own it does, but there are I think 15,000 plus species of reptiles and amphibians. Most of them are snakes and lizards. That's crazy. Yeah, that's and, a lot. Yeah, and there's only 20, I think 26 species of crocodilians. So turtles are, at least there's more turtles than there are crocodilians. That's true. That's a good number. But you know what's funny is that turtles are more closely related to birds and crocodiles than they are to snakes and lizards. It's interesting because I would imagine that they are a little more prehistoric and primitive. And maybe that's why there's and such a successful model right. of, that they haven't had to speciate as much as things like snakes and lizards. Right. They just keep doing what they do. Like Rebecca just said, the turtles are more closely related to crocodilians and birds than they are to snakes and lizards. Turtles separated from Archosaura, which is birds and crocodilians, about 255 million years ago, which is pretty neat. It's a long time. It was a long time ago. Yeah. There's actually a little bit of controversy behind that. As there is in any good scientific research that's yeah. done. They did these things called microRNA testing. It sounds very intense. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what that is, but I choose to believe the scientists. They say mm-hmm. that microRNA is viewed by some scientists as especially good evolutionary markers. The foundational microRNA study that they did actually showed that turtles had a higher kinship or relationship with snakes and lizards. Interesting. And then they turned it around. However, upon further review, they did find that the original study was flawed and then they kind of reassessed everything and scientists then declared the relationship between colonians and squamates squamates are snakes and lizards as and this is your word of the day spurious spurious yes that is a great word yes it spurious means not being what it purports to be false or fake or talking about a line of reasoning apparently but not actually true (laughs) (laughs) nice 
So after that, it was pretty clear and repeatable over and over that this stronger relationship and kinship was with birds and crocodilians. That's pretty incredible to think that turtles are more closely related to birds than something like a Gila monster. Gila monsters are really cool. They are cool. Yeah. They are cool. Let's not digress, though. No. Or I would, probably. Yes. Turtles and tortoises, they branched off from archosaurs about 255 million years ago. And when they branched, they created the order Testudinia. Testudinia. Testudinia, and that's all the turtles and tortoises. And then from there, there's two suborders. And we're not going to break it down any further than this on this podcast, but I thought that this was worth mentioning. The two suborders that turtles are in are Cryptodira and Pleurodira. And the main difference is how they pull their necks back. Tell me more. Cryptodira turtles are the turtles that can retract their necks straight back. So things like box turtles and red-eared sliders and Galapagos tortoises. And that makes up more than 75% of all the turtles and tortoises that are out there right now. So most of them, that's how they pull their necks back in. Straight back. Holy moly. Yeah. So how do the other ones, the Pleurodires, do it? Pleurodires retract their necks sideways. So things like matamatas or snake neck turtles, they kind of have to, I don't know how to describe this. It's hard to describe. Yeah. yeah. yeah they pull their head in and it's just kind of sideways. It kind of lays <laughs> across the front. Right. Do yourself a favor and Google Matamata turtle or snake neck turtle and look for one where they have their head pulled in and you will very quickly see the difference. Yeah. You won't be disappointed either because they're pretty cute. And there's only three families with 79 species or so that are in the Pleurodira suborder. Isn't it crazy that they differentiated so much and there's not a 50-50 kind of split that one is so much more common than the other? Yeah, I feel like my brain wants to make everything even and be like, okay, well, let's just split and do that. But exactly. who knows? It could have been habitats were more selective for the cryptodira phenotype. Right. On the same token, there just wasn't much habitat for the other ones to persist. Yeah. Or it's just the way the, the, the landmass separated. Right, just the way it went. We have an outline for the show that we follow and try to keep on track. Good luck. Otherwise, who knows where we might go? Uh, Down probably- a rabbit hole. <laughs> So I remember as a kid, I watched The NeverEnding Story, and there was Moira. Did you ever watch The NeverEnding Story? I did. I really liked that movie. But all I can think of is the dog thing. Is that who you're talking about? Falco. Falco, right. I don't remember anything else. The dog thing. He looked like a dog. Yeah, his name was Falco. He had a name. Sorry. It's okay. I forgive you. It's been a couple years. And then obviously, when you think of this movie, try to completely forget the emotional scarring scene of Atreyu and the horse. And Ugh. Now see, I had forgotten it, and now you just brought it back up. You don't forget anything. I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, do you remember when uh, they talked with that giant turtle that was called Moira? I do, now that you mention it. Yeah, and I always thought, like, she was so old. Mm-hmm. Do all turtles seem to live long? They do. They live a long, long time. There was a Galapagos tortoise that was collected by Charles Darwin in 1835, and it died in 2006. So that was at least 176 years old. That's a real long time. That is a really long time. Imagine all the things that tortoise has seen. Oh, if tortoises could talk. I know. 
although I don't think that's typical of most turtles and tortoises, it does kind of give you an idea of the exceptional lifespan that a lot of these guys can have. And we're still just learning. I think today we've learned a number of things, right? Turtles have shells. Shells. They pretty much eat all foods at some point. If they see it, they probably will eat it. They are ectothermic. They raise and lower their body temperatures by doing something with the environment to make that happen. Which is pretty cool. There's only about 356 species. And I thought that was so many until you started rattling off how many other species there are and other animals. My favorite fact of the day was that they are more closely related to birds and crocodiles than they are to snakes and lizards. I find that fascinating. Yeah, that will continue to blow my mind. Yeah, I just don't understand it. I mean, I believe them because they've done the research, but it's crazy. Yeah. All turtles lay eggs. Where their sex is determined by the temperature that they are incubated at, which is also pretty cool. And I guess that means if you have an entire clutch of eggs that's the exact same temperature, they're all going to be either boys or girls, huh? The way it works out is that there are some temperatures that will produce mostly males. There are some temperatures that will produce mostly females. And then there's a range of temperatures where it could produce a mix of each sex. Gotcha. That makes more sense. Speaking of nests and eggs and clutches, it makes me think of the nest guarding of the Menoria genus of tortoises. I think that's super neat. There's not many species of reptiles, I feel like, that want to guard their offspring. Yeah, there's not. I feel like there's just not that much. Yeah, so that's it cool. It's not common. I think we learned a lot today. Yeah, it was a good first podcast, and hopefully everybody that's listening learned something. There's always something to learn. Maybe somebody knew it all, but... yeah. Again, I want to thank you for giving Rebecca and I your time during this podcast. If you have any questions or want to follow us on any social media, please check the show notes. It'll be all down there. And consider subscribing to our podcast so you can hear us and you get notifications whenever we put up a new pod. I like it. We'll call them pods for now. <laughs> whenever we put up a new pod. <laughs> if you have iTunes, we would appreciated if you considered giving us a rating if you enjoyed it if you happen to give us a five-star rating please put a question in the comment area and we will be sure to address that in an upcoming episode this has been a lot of fun today i agree yeah good times and we hope that you guys enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed making this podcast and we are going to end today's episode with one question interviews with both of our kids which will probably be the highlight because you never know what's going to come out of their mouths. Yeah, it could be either hilarious or thought-provoking or hilarious. Hopefully hilarious. Well, there's a 66% chance. (laughs) That is true. So thank you everyone for listening and we hope that you tune in next time. Hello, Emmy. Hello. It is time for your one-question interview. All right. Your one question. What is your favorite turtle? Mm, speedy. What is a speedy? Um. But she did not know what a speedy was, which is my fault. Speedy is a medically special case, Holmes Hingeback tortoise that we take care of here. And that's her favorite tortoise. He is pretty cute. Do you want to record your answer? Emmy did hers. I said I'm busy. What are you busy doing? Yeah, he was busy flipping over all of his scooters and cars and...